on to basketball. So, yeah, you know, the NBA season started sometime back. And, you know, it's been sparking off pretty well. Certain teams doing well. And certain teams that we thought were supposed to do well aren't. (laughs) And there's been a lot of that. But um, (laughs) let's just start off and say about my Knicks, though. All right. Check this out. My Knicks. New York Knicks. From the last time I spoke to you guys, I know the season started. And when they started their game against the Celtics that time, I mean, it was to the point that I had, I mean, before I went to bed, I had to make sure I watched that game because I went to double overtime. And that game was so intense, but it was so great to watch, especially when they had picked up Kemba Walker and that mix, you know, and Evan Fourier. Especially Evan, because he, if y'all remembered, he played in France when they went the game. So he was giving USA a, a run for their money. Of course, I know you had Rudy Gobert over there as well, but that man was balling. I was looking like to myself, I'm like, yo, if this man, <laughs> if this man comes over to, I mean, he is over at the Knicks, comes over to the Knicks and don't play like he did over at France, we're going to have problems, Right. Because he played over with the Celtics, too. And this man can ball. This man can shoot threes. And that's what we definitely, desperately need. Right? Derrick Rose. Being Derrick Rose, man. Being the stud and the OG that he is. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Even though, you know, I, you know, it's one of those things that I know I'm pretty sure he's probably been asked this many times about how it was just coming from being that starter to start off from you know i mean nowadays every now and then he might start but not being that key starter every time he might just be coming off the bench it takes a lot of players to take that role and take that in to say hey you know do they mind being coming off the bench player type of thing and some don't mind others you know they just be like hey it is what it is (laughs) so you know, they, they can work with it as long as they can help out with the team. And you got Tom Thibodeau over there. You know, you know Thibodeau over there trying to, you know, you know, biggest thing on defense for him. But, you know, his coaching and everything as well over there, too, as well. I mean, the whole team itself has been gelling together. And quickly, balling out there, too. With him and R.J. Barron, hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 insane. It's really insane how, you know, and Julius Randle and everybody else has been key contributes into the team. It's been amazing to watch them play. And hopefully they can keep that momentum going. You know, it's always, it's always again, you can start out strong, but you got to end strong too. Other than that, the Nets, <laughs> you know, they're right now in terms of the Eastern Conference are leading as number one. Uh, behind them are the Bulls, which I even thought of it then. With the players that they had for the Bulls team, I'm not too surprised that they're number two right now. I mean, they're they're getting up there. I mean, they're game behind the Nets. But still, for them to go ahead and play out the way they've been playing out there with Lonzo Ball, they're all, um, DeMar DeRozan, especially, I mean, I'm really happy for DeMar DeRozan too. I mean, for a player that's been in, you know, that's been in the game for a minute, you know, coming from being an all-star in there, you know, I know he hasn't won a championship, and it, was, it, it pretty much hurt after the fact when after he got traded from there to go to San Antonio. The Raptors actually ended up winning that 
the Raptors ended up winning the NBA Finals. But, I mean, I don't know if he felt miserable over there at San Antonio or he just, you know, he felt a certain way after he, you know, got traded off from the Raptors. Because, honestly, with him and Kyle Lowry and that whole entire squad, they were they were making a lot of magic. I just can't forget that they got blown out in the playoffs. I'm looking like, dudes, y'all have the highest, best record that y'all blown out. I was like, dang, that's rough. Really rough. Especially when Kawhi Leonard only stayed there for one year and ended up going over to the Clippers, which are still trying to figure themselves out right now. But I get to LA in a minute. But the, um, you know, it's it's just crazy how that's working. And now he's over there with the Bulls. And I'm saying saying to myself, you had Lonzo Ball there, DeMar DeRozan, um, Nick, Nicola, and then you have Alex Caruso, who came from the Lakers, mind me, right? And he was balling over there for the Lakers, too. Give him his credit. He was balling over there. And you have all of them. You have him out there. And it was so crazy just to hear if I read the post correctly. And hopefully that was the correct information. But I read the post correctly. But saying basically, in a sense, how, you know, he was making, you know, he was talking on the side, you know, like the Chicago gave him this offer. And then he turned around and asked the Lakers, hey, you guys basically give me the same offer too, somewhere around there. It's like, no, we can't do that. And then I think he said that he could try to make it a little bit less if he, if he, if that's all right. It's like, yeah, so we still, still can't do that. I'm like, hmm. And then ended up going with the Chicago Bulls. And guess what? <clears throat> I think he's doing just fine <laughs> over there with the Bulls right now. And that's a big thing for Bulls fans and anybody in Chicago because the Bulls haven't been around that type of playoff or not playoff, but around the, those top seeds like that in a while. I think maybe ever since maybe Derrick Rose during his heydays, in my opinion, because they haven't been the same since then. Have not been. So, yeah. I mean, the Bucks they're still, you know, solid, especially since they're, you know, defending champs and whatnot. So, you know, they're up there as well. And the Heat, um, they're pretty consistent up there, especially around the Ford seat, especially having Kyle Lowry in the mix as well, too, as P.J. Tucker and all the mix in there as well. So that was that was a pretty good mix for them seeing how they've been playing back and forth so it's been interesting which another team that's interesting is the wizards yeah um for them that struggled last year to get into especially the play-in tournament like that especially having a player like Russell Westbrook that's been over there too as well and you also have Bradley Beal which you know Bradley Beal again which you can come on the Knicks side but you know it's it's all right it is what it is you know <laughs> it is what it is but we know that man can ball out there too you know, this man just throwing balls in there, throwing in the paint, just being the playmaker that himself. But he just barely had any help like that, you know, especially ever since when John Wall got injured and hadn't been himself. And, of course, now he's over at the Rockets. Still trying to recover, but it's it's crazy how much, not to get in people's pockets, but it's just crazy how much, you know, this man has not played as much. And he is still getting paid a lot <laughs> off the contract itself. It's, I don't know how long that contract is going to be for him, but I'm looking like, man, you know, he, he's, yeah, I'm trying to figure that one out. <laughs> so, I don't know, whenever that contract ends, whenever he gets back to health, his, his contract will be kind of small. It's going to be like with the Mark, um, with Cousins, you know what I'm saying? So, because he's, ever since his injury, he hasn't been quite the same. He's been tossed all around everywhere else almost. 
it's crazy it, it's just it just goes to show you how much injuries can really do to a person because once you're injured it's very rare and i mean very very rare if you ever get back to your actual normal self because you just it's just goes down it just expedites the time of you spending time in the league still you know it's like almost having a car right you know wear and tear can pretty much expedite how long you're gonna have that car until you have to give it up retire it even and that's kind of what's happened with all, some some players nowadays with that as well it's it's crazy because those are two players I can think of that, especially when they're healthy, dominant players. And with those injuries, just like, whew. I mean, that's like even Isaiah Thomas. One minute he was, you know, a contender up there for MVP. And again, injury. I haven't heard much from him. I mean, I know he balled out in the Drew League, but he didn't do much since in the league itself. So I'm looking like, wow. You know, even having praises like from Allen Iverson, I forget it too. One of my favorite Bowser players of all time. Tell him, it's like, oh yeah, man, he up there, he up there, man. Next thing you know, he's down there, he's down there, man. <laughs> he's down there because he's not doing anything right now. Um, but the Wizards, though, have been doing pretty well, especially having somebody like Kyle Kuzma again, another player from the Lakers. Hmm, two players, huh? Two players, and mind you, why he's over there at the Wizards, like KCP and Montrose Harrell. Hmm, I wonder because they try to make that trade for Russell Westbrook to come over to the Lakers. Hmm, so that's already four players big players that helped them out a little bit, even though their Montrose Harrell came after like that one year, but. Those three players like KCP and Kyle Kuzma and Alex Caruso that helped him get that championship, all not there. Interesting. I'm going to continue, though. Then you got the Hornets. Hornets, they're looking pretty solid, too, as well. I mean, that's the same thing I said about with the Bulls, too. I mean, you haven't really seen much with the Hornets lately. They're trying to figure themselves out, too making trades left and right and whatnot. You know, like Malik Monk's not there. He's over at the Lakers. Interesting, right? He's over at the Lakers. Yeah. Interesting. And uh, Graham, too. He um, He's not there as well, too. But, you know, I mean, they still got Terry Rozier over there, and I believe um, Gordon, Gordon Hayward's over there, I believe. If, if he's still over there, I'm trying to remember for sure, but yeah, so, the Cavs, same thing, Cavs, you know, even though they've been the joke of the town, they're, it's number one, they're number seven, <laughs> they're, on, they're in the top eight, for now, but I'm just saying, I'm looking like, wow, that's crazy, and the Celtics, yet struggling, I mean, they both tie for the same record right now, but still, they're struggling, and the 76ers are too as well, especially without Ben Simmons being in the mix. I don't know what they're trying to do with that, honestly. Uh, as far as I'm concerned, if the man does not want to leave, or does not want to stay, you might as well get rid of him. Of course, I understand, you know, the whole thing with the contract thing. You got to kind of be like, okay, well, you know, see what team may actually want him. You know what I'm saying? Um, and then you make trades like that. It's, it's always a difficult part when it comes to contracts. You know, when you're a free agent, you can pretty much go anywhere. You just got to see which team actually will pick you up. But when it comes to contracts, it's like, ugh, you kind of have to trade. You have to find some team that's willing to trade who pick you up. Until then, that man's been MIA. 
just like Kyrie. <sighs> hate to hate to see this man like not play at all. I really, it, it's it's rough, but at the same time, you know, um, it's. I mean, they, again, they're doing fine right now, but there've been games like the Warriors game. You know, and I, and, and as always, I respect people's decisions. It's not in my, you know, it's to the point that they see all the research, they know all the, everything that's been going on, what's been said. It's really up to them. You know what I'm saying? I can't really tell anybody, yo, get the shot. You know what I'm saying? Even though we all know what is the consequences that could happen if you don't. Even though, again, at the same time, the shot doesn't actually, like, you can still get the, um, you can still get the virus, but you, will not be hospitalized or anything like that get those very rough uh conditions that would happen if you weren't vaccinated um but it still jeopardizing the team a lot and i'm pretty sure if they had him there um it wouldn't be a close battle between them and the bulls trying to be number one seed let's put it like that they would have been higher up there but again it just brings up that game when they had against the warriors you know what I'm saying? I mean, James Hart is pulling up in there as well, too. I know he's been getting used to that new call, more or less, that new type of call that they've been talking about since trying to add him into the um, the, the, the little rule where you go ahead and try to lean in for a three-point shot and try to commit a foul. Yeah, that, that those are done. <laughs> if, it, if it wasn't him crying about that, it was Trey Young. Because <laughs> that was literally their bread and butter. <laughs> That's how they were able to get a lot of points just off of that it's crazy how they had to get used to that rule <laughs> it always makes you wonder it's like hmm did they become great scores because of that rule <laughs> if that rule was not implemented then makes you question it maybe a little bit because that was literally their little trump card there if all else fails to try to commit that foul and try to get those those extra points you know what i'm saying but he can still play well even without it it's just that you don't see him a lot on the free throw line <laughs> you don't see him a lot on the free throw line but when he's there he's trying to make the most of it so um but i know a lot of people were happy about that being a, a real change too a lot so it's, it's it's quite interesting to say the least um but yeah, and the Raptors, I mean, they've been off and on with that. The Pacers and Magic. And the Pistons, even getting uh, Cunningham, right, from the draft. I know they're trying to figure out stuff right now, but Pistons are at bottom tier right now. So it's kind of looking that rough at the bottom end. But, you know, the West as a collective right now, I, it's the West is the strongest I've ever seen it's in a long time. At least a lot of competition because a lot of times with the East is kind of one-sided. You might have like maybe a couple teams that might have an actual battle, but there's a lot of teams in the East. It could be anybody, to be honest with you. It can be anybody. Not everybody, but it could be anybody. At least that's in the top possible ten in my case. And it's kind of ironic because then you have to play in tournament, <laughs> but. Um, it's just, it can be any, any, any team. Yeah, as I look at the West, as always, it's the strong suit. Uh, the Warriors, 
have been looking great that I ever seen them in a long time. Um, dealing with injuries and whatnot, missing the playoffs, um, getting out early, in the, you know, especially the playing tournaments and stuff like that. Steph Curry just shooting, just crazy shots as usual, and just making some phenomenal plays and whatnot. Just being the scorer that he is, and a lot of players, especially in that group, have stepped up a lot. Jordan Poole pulling up a lot of threes and scoring too. I mean, it's just fun to watch them play. And Draymond Green being Draymond Green. Dominant, especially in the paint and rebound and defensive too. And trash talking. You gotta you gotta add a little sprinkle of uh, you know, trash talking, you know what I'm saying? That's part of the game. <laughs> that's part of the game. But, you know, that's I, I expect nothing less from Draymond Green from that. Um, I know Wiseman's been out and of course Clay Thompson, but you know, he's been day to day so far. I mean the last time I saw it too, he was doing the four five by yeah, four by five, but uh five V five of um basketball and expedition matching so i mean hopefully you know we can see this man play up there but right now even without clay thompson they're still doing great 19 and 4 i know right now they're tied up with the suns who also have a great record too as well right um but it's just like whoa <laughs> when they put clay thompson in that mix if he gets anywhere close to his normal self i think that's a wrap <laughs> You know, I think that's a wrap because it's just they playing this good, and you put uh, you know Clay Thompson back in the mix too. That that whole that whole mix there is just that's dangerous. <laughs> that's 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 really dangerous. That's I couldn't see it for myself to be honest with you. Uh, but they got a lot of they got a lot of great players. Of course, Andrew Wiggins as well playing in there as well doing fantastic too so that's a collective group there even with the Suns, you know having chris paul pretty much the same pretty much cast of crew it's, you know some people that were in there still if not been that left now we with Devin booker chris paul deandre aiden all of them jay crowder shooting everything too and, and you know they all ball dominant in there too as well on that court and it's great it's great it's fun to watch them again fun to watch how the sun's been playing for the time that they've been playing great Utah Jazz looking pretty solid too as well and the Grizzlies fourth seed you know even though they're kind of let's put it like this in perspective the gap in between both the Grizzlies and the Jazz um well they're about three games behind um they're obviously six games behind from the Warriors itself so yeah <laughs> I'm like, yikes. That's that's a huge gap in between right there. So, and then the Clippers, again, they've been off and on. I mean, they're they're even right now in terms of 12 and 12. Um, but I know Kawhi Leonard's still hurt. But they're, you know, Paul George's been stepping up to the play a lot. And they've been balling. And, you know, Jackson and everybody there that's been in there too. Um, they've been balling in there a little bit too. Even the Mavericks, they're even too as well as the Nuggets. Both the Mavericks being 16 and the Nuggets being 7th. You know, the Mavericks, um, I mean, they've been persistent getting into the playoffs, too. If any team that's out of Texas, because <laughs> the Suns struggling and the Rockets, dare I even say. <laughs> so, you know, they've been kind of, the Spurs haven't been the same, I don't even know, really. Maybe Kawhi, when Kawhi left, maybe? I don't know. It's, has it been that long? Maybe? 
guess so. I mean, you could even say when Tim Duncan retired, but even still, I mean, I don't know. It's just, uh, just mm, it's been rough for them lately. Um, even though they did beat the Warriors, though, which I'm looking like, how'd y'all lose to the Spurs? I mean, you got the great Greg Popovich himself, but like, still, that's <laughs> how so you lose to him. Yeah, I digress. Um, but yeah, I mean, with the Mavericks, you know, we got Luka Doncic and even Porzingis, he's been stepping up in the plate a little bit too. So, you know, they just, to me, for the Mavericks, as decorative as I've seen a lot of potential in the Mavericks, and, you know, they have a group, good group of guys that's in there. I think they do definitely need another piece. Where at, for me, could be maybe shooting. I mean, big man-wise, I mean, they got a couple big men, but, you know, I'm, I'm thinking just to me, just shooting possibly. In my, in my eyes, I'm thinking. And, um, yeah. And as for the Lakers, well, well, <clears throat> where do I begin? <laughs> so, I mean, they're eight seed. Holding on to dear life with that. You know, because the Timberwolves are not too far away from them. That's for sure. At least by a game. But uh, the Lakers... I mean... Again, it's still early. I know they're trying to figure out what the group of people that they have. But that means... LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Russell Westbrook that went over there. And also Camilla Anthony who left the Trailblazers to go over there to the Lakers and play with them as well. Then you still have Avery Bradley there. You still have, uh, you know, Dwight Howard's over there. Um, DeAndre Jordan's over there. Got a lot of players in there, especially a lot of players that's been in the league for a minute. And, of course, there's always been the joke of the town. It's like, oh, you could throw a bunch of old guys in there. A lot of experience in there. And they still got pep in their step. But, you know, when you lose to, I don't know, OKC not once but twice, you start out to question yourself, what's going on here? What is, what is really going on here? And Westbrook, I love watching the man play. He comes with so much charisma and so much attitude and everything going into the game. But the man can't shoot. I mean, he makes threes every now and then, but he cannot. And it's just so it's so frustrating to look at him when he's playing over there with the Lakers. It's like, okay, you give him the ball, he shoots it, he tries to score, and that ball doesn't go anywhere. It could even be an over. It could be a air, air ball for all I know. And that's what happens, honestly. <laughs> so, um, but they've been dealing with injuries too. I know LeBron James has been dealing with the, the least the most in that group. Um, you know what I'm saying? I know they will figure out a way. Because they're still in playoff contingency. I know it's far away from playoffs right now, but still. They gotta have to get it together. I mean, there's even rumors like, oh, should Frank Vogel get fired? I mean. I don't know. I don't know. Since he's also big on defense as well, even though the thing is with that, the defense is not showing. And that's the problem there, too. If it's not the offense, it's the defense, too. So, um, I know they can figure it out. Just right now, in this first half of the season right now, it is not looking good. But for the second half, I'm pretty sure they'll figure it out. And see what they can try to come across with each other, you know what I'm saying? Whether it's making some trades 
and whatnot. But you do see a huge difference. Happen if they had kept Alex Caruso and some younger blood in there, even though they have some like Malik Monk in them, you know. But they just need a little bit more playmakers in there too. Because a lot of the times I see from the Lakers is that I've just been seeing bricks and whatnot. You know, crying over to the refs, talking about trying to change calls and whatnot. I mean, that's kind of the day in game right now. If it's not three point shooting, it's usually crying to the refs saying, "Hey, can you reverse this call?" <laughs> so, um, but the Lakers, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure them out. Um, and then you have, like I said, I talked about the Timberwolves too. I mean, they, the Timberwolves even beat the Lakers. So I don't know. I have to I have to see what they've been doing with that. Trailblazers, I know with Damian Lillard, CJ McCollum and all of them over there, especially with Chauncey Billis, one of my favorite players, coaching. Right? It's crazy how he came from, you know, basketball player. Then he played a big three. Then he was a commentator for a couple of games, especially with ESPN as well as for the Clippers and an assistant coach and over there. And the next thing you know, bam, you know, head coaching. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. Even though they I know they fired um, the GM, and I'm like, oof. <laughs> but I think there was something more into there. I think there was like some having like a hostile working condition over there and whatnot too. So that's not good either. Um, and that's you know that's not a something that you want in a business too, especially if you're trying to have players and other workers come over to that organization. And nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. But here's my thing about with Damian Lillard especially. Seeing how much that man can ball, seeing how much that man can shoot threes out of nowhere too, and just play making and whatnot, have we seen over the years? Could we see him leave Portland? At a certain point, I do believe so. I hate to see that on that duo of him and CJ McCollum um, fade. And I know, you know, he talked about it before in the past, you know, he could probably go to you know, big name, not saying Portland's not a big name, but to go to teams and build like a big three or, you know, have a stack, go to a team that's already been the hat and already have, already have a stack team. And he's trying to build it and trying to win something with them. I mean, geez, they were that close when they went to the Western Conference Finals. And ever since then, they have been back to that same statue since then. And... I don't know how long he can take it more into there. I mean, his paycheck's nice. <laughs> um, but it comes down to it. It's just like one of those two things that usually happens, really, that a lot of times happens with any players, not even just an NBA, you know, any any sport that has to do with a contract, especially if it is a group team. It comes down to a couple things. Do you willing to get a championship and get a pay cut to another team? Because you know, if you go to a team that has a chance of, you know, getting over to, like, say, the finals and win the championship, some of them already have big contracts already made, and so they kind of left with whatever they have in their pocket. Whether they had to make some trades, give up some money, etc., and so forth, or some picks just to build up some more money along the line so that we can give to that said player. Or, I mean, basically, in a sense, you're willing to give him a pay cut to get to the finals and slash win a championship, or go and stay with a team who probably has no sneezing chance to come close to the finals and just 
just sit there and just get a bunch of money, right? Um, that's that's usually always the question there that comes to mind for a lot of players. Sometimes you can get both, but obviously you could have a balance. <laughs> it's usually sometimes a balance. You can always get both. You may not get as much money, but you might go to a team that may have a chance. You know what I'm saying? It just it usually goes within those three type of terms sometimes. And that's up to the player. Having said all that with, you know, Damian Lillard, I don't know specifically what that may mean for him. I don't. You know, it's just one of those things where you sit there and wonder, can I see myself win a championship in Portland? You can say lie, you can say yes and lie to the cameras all day long. Because again, we, we're not going to know exactly what goes on inside. But I really don't think that he will. And, you know, especially given Trunkville is a big chance, and especially to coach, and that's huge. It's just it's just one of those things with timing. I mean, Damian Lillard's been over there for a while. A while. So, it's like the same thing that happened with James Harden when they had made a coaching difference and change and whatnot. And then he's like, nah. I mean, he's been there for a while. He wants to change the scenery. Plus, he was trying to get out of there anyway. I'm not saying he's not going to do anything crazy like what James Harden did, but he, if he wants to win a championship, he has to go somewhere else. You know, where could that be? I mean, unless he wants to stay with the West, I have no idea. But if he's looking to the East, I could say 76ers. As always, I can say the Knicks. Always. But we got a good little squad going on right now. 76ers are trying to figure themselves out still again with the players that they have now. You add him into that mix, that would definitely make a huge impact to the 76ers. But if he wants to stay with the West, I don't even know. Maybe Mavericks? Some, maybe. I don't know, Clippers? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Um, and then you have the Kings, well... Eh, they've been off and on. I mean, I know they got rid of um, Luke Walton. Um, which, yeah, yeah that band's probably not be coaching anytime soon again. He, he gone. He gone. Enough, pretty much nothing left said. Uh, Spurs, you know, I know they've been trying to figure stuff out as well, too. Especially with Greg Popovich and everybody there that's there. So, um... We'll see how that one works out and see how long he will remain over there. Or if not, coach still. Rockets, uh, you know, I mean, they got Jalen Green over there. And um, and a lot of other players, too, as well. I mean, Hood is over there, too. So he, you know, they're balling out there. And John Wall still not playing and whatnot. So, but with that, with that group and that record... I don't know about that. I mean, at least if anything, you can kind of say they're on a six winning streak. <laughs> so, Thunder, meh. And then the Pelicans at the bottom tier. And especially since Zion Williamson is not playing over there. And you got a lot of players in there in that group. You got a potential group in there, too. There's a lot of potential in the Pelicans. But Zion's been hurt. And I don't know when he... I mean, they said that he delayed it 
they delayed his return. He was supposed to return, but then they delayed again because something had happened with him, you know, checking something or or something within the injury. So, um, possibly when he comes back, I sure hope so that it will get fixed and that will be a switch because um, that's that's not looking good for the Pelicans right now. Get the number one pick, big dominant player like himself, and you know it just has not been working out right now. But, you know, again, like I said before, Zion Williamson, ever, if he decides to leave the bayou, good food down here, great hospitality, the weather, um, scorching, <laughs> um, but uh, if he ever decides to leave that area, <laughs> let's be real, I'm still holding it to him that he said that he loves playing at Madison Square Garden. And your buddy, you know, R.J. Barrett's over there, too. Mm-hmm. Get a little Duke reunion again. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a, there's a possibility. <laughs> there's a possibility. But other than that, that's about it in terms of how the teams are looking right now. Heading especially into Christmas, uh, Christmas Day. Which, I know for a fact, I know especially with some of the games for um, for basketball, especially. I know, I think they're doing another game between the Warriors and um, the um, the Warriors and the Suns, if I'm not mistaken, because they already went against they went against each other over this weekend, and then they went against they went against each other earlier before that too as well. So it's kind of interesting <laughs> to me. I find it interesting. This would be like the tiebreaker. It's kind of like with boxing or UFC, where you have like the fight number three. We'll see what happens, especially since this is going to be over the Suns' um, headquarters. So, but the Knicks are playing again for since a good minute. It's actually interesting. They got both New York teams playing at the same time, which is cool. Playing at the 12 o'clock p.m. slot against the Hawks. Uh, we should beat them. No problem whatsoever on that end. Then the Celtics and the Bucks play against each other around 2.30. So, I'm thinking the Bucks. Um, and then there's the 5 p.m. slot pretty much around that time prior time when everybody's probably gathered around probably at a house or whatnot um i can't decide on that one that's a very close one <laughs> uh and then the one at 8 p.m the nets um there's no way the Lakers are gonna beat the nets come on now i mean the way how they've been playing they've been struggling so no and then you got the one at 10 30 p.m which people probably still up if they're not drunk and probably watching the mavericks and jazz uh, I'll go with the Jazz on that one. But yeah, it should be looking very interesting within the next couple weeks when that game happens. But yep. But yeah, that's that's all though. Through all my rambling and everything between gaming and sports today, thank you for listening. And this is just Jimmy Leonard signing on out. Till next time.